Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to Speed City with John Massengill, Bob Varsha, and Jonathan Green. It's the fastest hour on the radio. Speed City. Wow. Well, welcome to the show, Gearheads. What a crazy cluster we just watched. They don't, uh, they don't yeah. Do, they don't do the, it started so brightly. You know, yeah. there was a time in Formula One, and I saw Jackie Stewart up there in the stands. There was a time, and Bob will remember this time, um, when somebody had a stopwatch and somebody had a checkered flag, and then the guy who was fastest and crossed the line when the checkered flag came out won. Not so anymore. That's just crazy common sense, Isn't Jonathan. that ridiculous? Wow. Well, this is John Massengill. That's Jonathan Green. We have Bob Varsha on the line, and we are trying to figure out what we just watched. Yeah, it actually started off pretty interesting, but with three red flags, and I don't know how many minutes that last one took, what, 30 minutes? We sat there and waited, and they... It was like you know, a college basketball game. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was not... This is guys, what do we think should have happened here? I mean, Jonathan, what what should well, um, certainly, I do not think that you should ever start a two lap race to decide a, a Grand Prix. Um, when you look at the circumstances, that was going to happen, right? So, um, it's, I mean, you know, the FIA, uh, caught between a rock and a hard place. Then I, I said that when it happened, that, that they can't win this one because now yeah. it's going to go, you know, like, for example, they give science a five second penalty on a lap that didn't happen kind of thing. Um, you know, sort of, well, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And cause they take it back a lap and that's to the rules. I get that. Um, I, I just don't think they should, should have done the formation lap because it makes a fast again of, of. Uh, you know, the sport. Um, it's a terrible television spectacle. Um, it shows once again, wholeheartedly, the confusion with their own sport. I know it's technical. I know everybody's trying to get an advantage. I know that, that rules are rules and, and, and it, it's safety, safety. Yeah. But it just doesn't, it doesn't wear well at all. What was the message from the FIA? It said the, the rules are being investigated. The yeah. restart rules are being investigated. I was like, wait a I minute. I mean, Bernie must be laughing Bob, his butt off. Bob Varsha, we've got to get your your take on this, my friend. What 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 do you think? <clears throat> well, uh, first of all, can we assume everybody hearing us now understands what happened during this race? Yeah, that's I mean, a good it point. Was crazy from the beginning. Okay, away goes the race, and at turn number three, Charles Leclerc gets spun off the track after colliding with Lance Stroll. Fast forward about two and a half hours, and we have had about six yellow flags, three safety cars, three red flags. And a partridge. There you go. Speaking of poultry. Uh, <laughs> and they, So they bring the car in for the for the... The third restart, and all of a sudden somebody realizes there's only two laps left in the race, and the two Alpines are smashed up against the turn two wall as their two drivers took each other out, and Fernando Alonso got clocked off the racetrack by Carlos Sainz. So everybody comes around, and the question is, who finishes where, and is the race over yet? Ultimately, the decision was 
no, the race isn't over yet. We're going to go out and do one lap behind the safety car. That'll get us to 58 mm. laps, which was the scheduled distance. And everybody finishes in the order they were in before the attempt at the third restart, except for Carlos Sainz, who has got a five-second penalty for clonking Fernando Alonso, which I think was totally unjustified, the penalty that is. And uh, that five-second penalty drops him about 10 places back and out of the points, I think. I don't know. I, have, I haven't looked at the final results yet. Well, I'm trying to, to... Well, to we're, we're watching TV, and Alonso is celebrating like he's just got Christmas Day and a new bicycle. So, um, well, I, well, that's because he was in that position before, before the third okay. attempt at the restart, and he hadn't been hit yet, as it were. So it is Verstappen, Hamilton, Alonso. Yes, it is. I, I think I so. I believe that's correct. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Well, and, and another controversial yeah. third place for uh, Aston Ooh. Martin. Yeah. I mean, look, yeah. you know, I'm trying to be, it's late at night and I'm trying to be serious, but I just, you know, you, there is. I mean, even the commentators were were struggling to to say how comedic um, this outcome is, um, and I just feel I feel for everybody involved in Formula One. It's a sport that we all love, um, and you know it is a, you know a high end money spinning technical state of the art NASA like project <laughs> sport. Um, but it just lets itself down when it can't just make the right decisions. Uh, and I don't know. I mean, I'm not privy. I'm, I'm, I'm not pretending that I have some solution. Well, I'm trying to figure out, like, normally you get Formula One posting and tweeting and all that about what's happened, and they're not right now. They're not, they're, they're not giving us the full results yet. And Yeah, it's... Um... You know, one, one of the old legal truisms was you can't write a law, or in this case, a regulation, for every possible yeah. set of circumstances. You, you, you can't just cover human existence with a set of words on a piece of paper. So there has to be some, some wisdom, hopefully some Solomonic wisdom, with regard to how those rules are applied. And that's kind of what we're going through right now is somebody's looking for that wisdom. Um, but to be fair to, to everybody who took part in this race and where they finished. Yeah. And Bob, you know, the, the, the thing that we just came before we came to air, we just realized and it was brought to our attention by the commentators um, on, on five live is that um, if you're going to give science a five second penalty for causing an incident, which you heard his reaction was, I need to talk yep. to the stewards, then right. Gasly potentially could get another penalty for causing <clears throat> an incident with his own teammate. And that could have the knock-on effect of knocking him out of a race, which... Pushing him over the, the limit. Yeah, because he's actually at the limit. So the, the yep. repercussions yeah, of this could be points. huge, yeah. Yeah. Uh, if we can see through the mire... Go on. Here's another question. There's a three-hour ultimate time limit on yeah. the Formula One Grand Prix. Right now, let's say the race became official five minutes ago. Yeah. The first red flag was 15 minutes long. I don't know how long the second one was, but say it was 10 minutes long. And now here we are. We have to be awfully close to that three-hour time limit. I just... Well, we're... Well, I'll, yeah. I'll I, got, I got to bring up the... Fuel on the fire. I, I, you know, I've got to bring up the, the the elephant in the room, which is when did we start putting red flags out for gravel on track? Yeah, that's what you and I were saying immediately. Like, why are we red flagging this? Let's... Why could they not go under safety? Right. Have the Mercedes get lots of crowd strike coverage <laughs> and follow and let the cars follow around, avoid the incident, <clears throat> have the trucks come out on track and sweep safely they've done it at other grand prix mm -hmm. and get us to a situation now um perhaps the second one involving magnuson was more impactful and um you might be worried about reef the only time you bring out a red flag in my opinion is when you know there's damage to a wall or a safety barrier and therefore it is unsafe to race now 
okay, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of go the other side of my own argument. I suppose, given that this is effectively a street circuit, that the gravel on track, if not slowed down, you know, if you're not slowed down sufficiently, gravel could fly up either in, in, into another car or another helmet or potentially into the crowd. So, I, you know, okay. Yeah. I'm, I know I'm playing both sides here, but... Well, that's what we got to do right now. I, I don't know. I, but it did strike me immediately. It's like, is this red flag worthy? Can we fix this without doing a red flag? And you could have said the same thing. I mean, Magnuson's was very dramatic looking, right? With sure. tire flying around. But I, I don't know how much debris there was. I don't, I don't know. I, well, one thing I do know, the crowd has just enveloped the track <laughs> and most of them have gone to go and go to the Russell barbecue, I think. All right, I'm looking on Formula One's official just to make sure, and I don't see anything. Bob, you you mentioned in in our chat, chats that you, you your first race was eventful like this in Formula Very One. Much so, yep, I got called in to uh, substitute for Sir Jackie Stewart. Not bad. On ESPN broadcast. Yeah, the 1987 Austrian Grand Prix, and I thought. Pfft, piece of cake 90 minute race 26 cars i've done 24 hour races with 70 cars what's the big deal so i go over to austria and i presided over the first three restart uh, race in formula one history as it turned out uh we got about three hours into the show before we had our complete uh green flag lap the very first green flag lap but those crashes both took place in the first two laps of the race, we had all of those restarts in all that time. And then the race went green the rest of the way. Nigel Mansell won, and we all went out for schnitzel. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I, I was there for the first one, and now the most recent one, I guess. it's um, Well, guys, let's crazy. at least let's talk about some of the racing that we saw, because there was some great racing. There uh, was some excellent racing. I mean, that's, yeah. that's what saddens oh, yeah. me, is that, yeah. frankly, it was a cracking Australian Grand Prix from Friday mm -hmm. through. Yep. The qualifying was unbelievable. Seven different cars in the top ten. Um, you know, uh, great stuff from Hulkenberg. Just great stories. Gasly driving like a man possessed brilliant yep. and alonso again proving yep. that the aston martin is absolutely and a stroll. contender you and know? stroll yeah yep and then there were the tragedies uh charles leclerc yeah punted out on lap one george russell oh. dominating the early laps then coming in for a pit stop then one of the red flags comes out so everybody gets to change tires and line up nose to tail for uh, on the starting grid for the restart and then Russell's car blows up. All right, fire. all right, guys, we got to we got to jump in and get a uh, get a break in. We'll pick up this when we get back, and we'll be back after these messages. As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers. The best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. Winding Road Racing is your first and best choice for all the essentials for a great weekend at the track. We're racers, and we love helping racers. With a full selection of racing gear in stock, get geared up with all the safety equipment needed to meet all the latest Snell FIA and SFI regulations. Outfit your car with a comprehensive lineup of racing necessities, and when you need to find a few more tents, turn to data acquisition systems from AIM Sports, V-Box, and others. Austin-based with shops in California, Georgia, and Kentucky, the source for all your racing needs. Winding Road Racing, windingroadracing.com. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi, this is Max Steppen, and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right, welcome back. And we were talking about some of the... Shout out to Casey. Perfect choice of music. Yeah, nice job, Casey. Um, but yeah, we were talking about some of the good things that happened in the race. And in, even during the break, we were talking about some of it. But Jonathan, you've been there a few times. And- I have been there a time or two. I, in fact, I went to the first one. Uh, in 96, I think, um, and interviewed um, Andrew, gosh, what's his name? What, uh, Andrew Waitling, I think it is, um, who's been pretty much the MD of the Australian Grand Prix to much success. There was huge uh, consternation when it first came out because it's so close to the central business district and because the Australians, perhaps more than many countries in the world, are so into, you know, making sure that the climate's right, making sure that, you know, there isn't pollution and being very, very proactive on all sides of things. You can see from the overhead shots, you're right by the beach, you're right down in the centre and it's in a park. The cricket, the, the turn three is a cricket ground just over the, behind there. Yeah, it's um, Albert Park, but Albert it's park. actually a park. It is actually a park. And so there was a lot of demonstrations. There was a lot of uh, people against it, thinking that it would be, it would be ruinous. Uh, it hasn't been. It's been a huge economic success and has been one of the most popular Grand Prix. Uh, remember, on the back of Adelaide, which was always the last Grand Prix of the year, Bob will back me up here, and actually was cool. like the fun time for the people involved in Formula One because it was the last race of the year. And so they would all go down to Australia, get the brass race down and all relax and go on holiday. Yeah, so, Andrew Westacott. Is that's the, the way. That's the man, Andrew yeah. Westacott. Interviewed yeah. him on the first time he did it, and he's still there. <laughs> yeah, well, he's stepping down in June, apparently. Ah, and he's go. the guy who's going out the door saying that the, what do they call it? The Australian Grand Prix Corporation, I guess. That's the yeah. one, yeah. Needs to be reminded. He thinks it ought to become a night race in the future to uh, to benefit, you know, the big TV audiences in Europe. Um, but boy, that is biting off a chunk to uh, to illuminate a, a temporary circuit like this. They do it in Singapore, but those guys have most of the money in the world, so it it, it would be a real challenge. I think it'd be spectacular, but it would be a challenge. Yeah, I interviewed uh, Westacott when he first got the job, 
and then I interviewed him again um, the year or 2011 when I was down there again about Circuit of the Americas and saying, you know, what does it take? Mm-hmm. What are the what are the pitfalls? And he was very, very gracious, and he has been unbelievably successful. I mean, you know, you can imagine what was on his shoulders during the COVID, calling it off on Friday night. That was his decision with Formula One. But, I mean, gosh, I mean, the vitriol he must have got. Yeah, that was... Going out in front of all those people who were gathered for first practice saying, go home. home." I know, terrible. I can't imagine. And they do it so well. You can take basically a... um, What's great about it, because it's central... You can park miles away and get the train, a bit like London. You can get the train in, and it's a fantastic atmosphere. There's people from all over the world singing and cheering, all going to the Grand Prix, and they're talking 400,000. So I I wish, and it will happen one day, I wish Austin would get to that point where we have our train system that goes to the airport, and then the last stop, if you like, is Kota, because it would make such a difference. We had it almost this past year because they fixed they fixed the transportation problem the last time, dude. Yeah, I if don't mean recall, that. I mean trains. Because, Sorry, I meant trains. Well, so hopefully it'll go. I know. Well, I knew that, but they had 600 shuttle buses last time. Yeah, a train would be amazing. But Austin definitely yeah, figured it definitely. out, you know, yeah. on a temporary basis because yeah. they, they, that problem was And widening solved. the roads, all that kind of stuff. I mean, yeah. we're, we've got an easy yeah. run compared to a central business district. Yeah. Hey, Bob, right. you know, I was thinking about what you said about lighting up Australia and Melbourne Circuit because... I was actually talking to a guy who is in the lighting business recently, and he mm-hmm. talked about LED lighting and how it's yep. cheaper to do these big facilities than it used to be. So maybe that's part of it because it, well, it is a pretty dramatic difference. So who knows? Maybe that's part of it. Yeah, hmm. I mean, I'm all for it. I'm just you know concerned because Australia, like most big racetracks, big events, there were lean years. There were financial difficulties along the way. And, you know, you got to remember um, – making that kind of investment, which the Australians seem happy to do. I think their their latest contract negotiations have them keeping this race out to 2037, yeah. which is a long time. So they'll be, you know, making it better and better. And while we're on the subject of crowds, as Jonathan alluded to, 400,000 plus people this weekend. You see the Friday crowds were incredible. 132,000, something like that, Bob? Yeah, to watch practice. <laughs> I know. Unbelievable. Yeah. I've, I've been really impressed. And I think COVID's playing a big part of everybody coming back. I mean, um, again, um, you know, Bob, the two big international events that have, uh, well, the three big international events that have kept Melbourne on the map have been the Olympics uh, when they had it, uh, which was a huge mm-hmm. success. Um, obviously, the Australian Open Tennis, which is in uh, right. January, February, and this Formula One event. Moving it to March... Mm, not sure, but either way, those are the big events. And then you've got, obviously, the Australians are mad, mad, mad sport people anyway. So they've got Aussie football and right. rugby, et cetera, et cetera. Cricket, Cricket you name it. And, right, but but those yeah. are the big international crowds where the where the sort of, you know, where the Asians go and where, you know, where the international folk come. Um, and so it's, it's a, you know, it's a chance for Melbourne. It's a long way. It's a bit like Auckland, you know. Um, it, you know, it's a long way to go, but it's a modern city and it wants to show itself off. And I think Melbourne's done... An admirable job of that over the years. Yeah, I, I, I miss going to Melbourne. I've never been. Uh, all of my Australian Grands Prix were in uh, Adelaide. Yeah, uh, ah. back in the old days. So I've I've never actually seen this Melbourne venue up close and personal, if you will. And I'd really like to see it. And I'll go to Australia at the drop of a hat. Those are really, really great people. Yeah, I the uh, the prediction I heard him say on the may have been. Friday, but they said 460,000. If they do that, that'll break the all-time record that Coda set last year at 440. So wow. that is a, these numbers are staggering, aren't they? I mean, they are, just, absolutely. You know, yeah, I was out at really Coda. Are. I was out at Coda for NASCAR. And, you know, NASCAR gets a decent crowd, like 50, 60,000. And it felt like a little tiny event compared to F1. I mean, it was, yeah. it, the, the, the contrast was stark. It was really amazing the difference how how Formula One just you know just dwarfs that event even though it's fifty sixty thousand people maybe more I don't know the real numbers. By the way, just a, another footnote, um, uh, Albert Park. What I was talking about in the nineties was a, a reiteration of the Grand Prix because the first one was at Albert Park in nineteen fifty three. So it's not something that they mm-hmm. you know they reinstated it effectively. Yeah, they used to race at Phil- uh, to Phillip Island as well or around the streets of Phillip Island and then they built a track. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, well, let's uh, let's talk some racing, boys. Perez, I mean, coming back through this crowd, and where did he end up finishing? Fifth. Yeah. We called that at the beginning of the show. We thought he'd make it up to fifth. <laughs> Although nothing yeah. seems to really matter now, but... But look, we had uh, the final the final um, order here. Looks like Max Verstappen, Lewis Hamilton, Fernando Alonso. We talked about that, but mm-hmm. then Lance Stroll. So the other Aston Martin, great job, and then Sergio Perez in fifth, Lando Norris in sixth, Hulkenberg in seventh. Nice points for Haas. Uh, the other McLaren, Piastri in eighth, the rookie, and then Joe Guan Yu in ninth, and the Alfa Romeo, and then Yuki Tsunoda in the Alfa Tari in tenth. Then Botas. Carlos Sainz, Pierre Gasly, Ocon, Nick DeVries, Logan Sargent, the American and the Williams in 16th, Kevin Magnuson, George Russell, Albon, and Leclerc. And I don't know if that's going to be the official finishing order, but that's what it looks like right now. Yeah, and the Aussie's going to be happy. Piastri getting his first points um, in front of his home crowd. Uh, I mean, for him, a fantastic footnote. You know, if Ricardo, I mean, I remember when Weber first arrived, you know, and the Minardi got that point, and everybody went nuts, you know, I mean... These are special days. Um, the Aussies have not been prominent um, outside of Ricardo much um, and Weber, and so to have a new guy uh, with Ricardo out for now, anyway, um, it's great. Yeah, and, and in the melee, we forgot about Max Verstappen spinning off the track when he was out there by himself. I know. And was it was it the same problem? We wonder. Yeah, because it was not like him. That was just a um, few laps to go, wasn't it? But there's yeah, no question, well, and Bob, jump in here. Eight seconds, yeah. Red Bull, and Perez again flying through the field. It wasn't a one-two, but it won't far off, and again, total yeah. domination by Red Bull. Yeah, no question. I wouldn't call what uh, what Verstappen went through a spin. He just kind of went too deep into the corner mm-hmm. and up onto the grass. Yeah, 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 it wasn't a spin. You're but, right. But I think you're spot on about how it might be that same break issue, <clears throat> excuse me, that uh, – Sergio Perez was complaining about all day on Saturday and, uh, and dealt with barely, they got it fixed because they came rocketing through the field. Um, and to answer the question we were talking about, getting signed out 12 official finishers, the computer, uh, today's race 12. Okay. Yeah. I just want to, I mean, you know, we've said the negative, um, I've said my piece. Um, I, I don't think it bodes well for the sport, which is growing exponentially here in the United States, um, and we are very close to Miami itself. And, of course, we've got Vegas to come and Austin. And, um, you know, I hope the, the audience remains patient. Um, but I, I do fear that the, the, the audience is in the same boat that we're in, which is, you know, uh, we, we sometimes scratch our heads. But it is a complicated sport and is one of the reasons why we do absolutely we come back it. every Sunday yes. is because um, you don't know what's going to happen. It is technical. If they can't work it out, and most of these guys are, you know, astrophysicists, stroke, you know, aerophysicists, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're the smartest people in the world. And I do think that the FIA and the stewards are up against it, frankly, mm-hmm. um, given the, I mean, you know, look at look at the fight went, that went on with Alonso last time, um, and he got his third place back. So I think we're going to see some ramifications big time. Um, especially like the one I talked about with Gasly. Um, I think that, to me, is very, very grey. And that if they took a race from him, that would be just well, mm. bizarre. I don't know. I think Bob said it well, while ago. There's no way to, to – you can't plan for every contingency. Yeah, good point. Yeah, and this is um, – in fairness, I think uh, we all saw Carlos Sainz sitting under the red flag, pounding the steering wheel when he was informed that he was mm-hmm. likely to get a five-second time penalty, which he did, dropped him out of the points, and he is the last um, confirmed finisher, classified finisher, I should say. Um, and and some bright spark, a voice on the on the show was saying, "Well, you know, we complain all the time about how the officials don't make their decisions during the race when they can be enforced mm. and people can react to them, and so on." It, we, we hate it even more when they wait for interminable periods of time after the race and then come up with a decision that may affect the outcome of the race. And that's anathema in motorsports. You want the fans to go home knowing the result, knowing that what they saw is the way the race ended. Um, Hold on. I need so, to Google anathema. Know, the, Hold on just a second. Anathema. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't notice. 
Take no notice of Bob. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. Anyway. I agree with you. And that is important for the integrity of all of this. Uh, so that we do come back in two weeks at, at, at Azerbaijan, and I hope it's a cracker, and I'll be here. Uh, I look forward to it, but I, you know, I, I still worry about the ramifications um, uh, of all of this. Um, and I, and they've got themselves in a hole, which began, if you like, with the outcome of the 2021 championship, um, and they've not been able to get out of it. Um, for whatever reason, there was an article I th- thought was very interesting over yeah, the weekend in the Guardian that said that Max Verstappen is willing to quit if they quit if they stop messing around with the rules. He was talking specifically about sprint races and how that isn't the spirit and DNA of the sport. Um, but you know, it's starting to 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 wear on even even our world champion. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think that. By the way, you see who his driver of the day was? Take a guess. No, Alonso. Nope. Verstappen. Hamilton? Nope. Russell? Nope. Sonoda? Checo! <laughs> I wasn't going to let y'all keep going. I was going to stop. I was like, we'll pick up this when we get back, and we'll be back after these messages. Hey guys, we are very excited to welcome our new sponsor, All Stop Brewery, to Speed City. These guys make a fantastic beer, and I'm going to let Jonathan talk about it, but I'm going to tell you about it. When I tasted it, I am not a big beer aficionado. I like a nice cold beer, but I'm always worried about a craft beer or a new beer that it's going to have a funky taste, especially aftertaste. This beer was fantastic. I have absolutely no... Uh, no qualms at all that this is my new favorite beer. But Jonathan, you know why? What makes it so special? The water and the recipe? Well, yeah. I mean, these guys have done their research and do it right. And they've even imported the right water to do it right. I mean, I tell you, this Alstad beer, fantastic. And I'm, uh, you know, most Europeans are snobs about their beer. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm definitely one of those. Because, You're definitely a snob? Yes, okay. about my beer. Okay. Uh, <laughs> because there's no question, carbonation has always been my issue here in the States. It's overcarbonated. And our lagers, our pilsners and lagers in Europe, um, uh, especially German ones, are not that heavily carbonated. And that's a key thing. And that's the first thing that uh, hit me was just how well they've done the beer. Uh, it's based out of Fredericksburg. It's, uh, it's got a great tie-in because obviously Fredericksburg, a German town, and now they've got a Texas German beer, and it's cracking. Yeah, and the uh, the facility out there, it's amazing. They've, they've really done it right. It's really fantastic. So so check it out. You can get it at all the local HEBs and everything else, right? Yep. Uh, it's around all around Texas. You can get it. Uh, they sell it in... Uh, uh, on on the shelf there as a Texas beer, but uh, I'll tell you what, you're in, right back in Germany when you drink it. And it's Altstadtbeer, A-L-T-S-T-A-D-T, beer.com. Altstadtbeer, A-L-T-S-T-A-D-T, beer.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Hello to everyone, this is Gunter Steiner, this is Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. 
All right, welcome back to the show. We uh, were discussing quite the event that we saw today, the Formula One Australian Grand Prix, because we saw some great racing, but we also saw a lot of interesting machinations after three red flags today. It was um, it was very interesting to think about all this. But you know what, guys? You said it a minute ago, Jonathan. This is the technical sport that we love. We love everything about the precision and all that. Well, this is what you get when you yeah. when you have that type of sport. We're not going to just say, you know what? There's a couple of laps. The common sense thing, the, the normal thing to do would just say, all right, let's just wrap it up and all, let's all go home. But no, we had to get the number of laps in, and that's the rules, and we're going to abide by them. Well, you know, there's an expression that everybody uses uh, in terms of car development in Formula One compared to other sports. We call it the moving target. You know, uh, you're never... You, you know, you're never stationary. And that, to be honest, if you really look at the essence of the sport, that's that's true of the rules too. Uh, and it's something that I mentioned earlier that, you know, Max Verstappen isn't happy about. He feels that, you know, that they, they're, they're tinkering too much with the rules. And I kind of agree with him. Um, and I do think there needs to be a sort of think tank formed um, in the time off, maybe in August when we have a little few few weeks off, or in that winter break um, to, to, to really sort of, you know, uh, like I said, the, the, since 21, there's been no real trust. And, uh, you know, it's, 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 in a, it's in a bad place in that respect. And yet, on the flip side of it, I said at the beginning of the program um, or on the pre-show, uh, you know, the, the combination, the mix of driver talent we've got, world champions. Um, we had 11 world championships uh, between the, yeah. the top three guys. And then Russell, who, you know, is going to be a world champion. Um, you know, uh, there's so much good. And, you know, Bob was also agreeing that, you know, the, the, the talent that's out there is phenomenal this year. So you've got to take the positives with the negatives, but I think right now the positives of what we've got in front of us for the next 20 Grand Prix is good. Mm. Uh, there's a couple of comments here. Andy P says, the end of race issue, why not just have a chart? Incident happens with two or less laps left. It's safety cart in, more laps than three. Red flag, four plus safety cart restart. Publish it and make it all aware. I mean... Normal time says the penultimate race start meant zero. Stupid. Lewis taking the point wouldn't have mattered. I mean, uh, Bob, what do you think? <laughs> About what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, it's <laughs> who's on first. Yeah, no, I, I realize it. You know, there's a set of regulations in Formula One. If the race only goes two laps, no points are scored. You recall. Spa uh, a year ago, where it rained so heavily yep. that they did a couple of laps behind the, behind the safety car and called it a race. I mean, that's insane. And the rules say that less than two laps are complete, no points are awarded. 75, and I, I forget the, the exact wording of the rule, but there is a, a rule to accommodate races that do not go their full distance. So why this became such an issue, um, yeah, I'm at a loss to explain, frankly. And Jonathan has explained why this does the series no good at all. Um, they, they came up with a red flag with two laps to go and then tried to restart and all hell broke loose. They had to red flag it again. Just you know, go back to the previous complete lap, call that your race finish and Drive home carefully, everybody. But, but you know, uh, you know, with all my years at Macau, right, with uh, same sort of thing, because you could say this was a street. all the time. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And it's a street circuit. And Charlie Whiting um, ran that event um, as as any, as, as clockwork as was possible, right? Um, and and, and the, we had many finishes like that that were odd uh, in terms of okay, this that the tracks now, you know, there was always something. But with a race like that, you're going to have that, right? And Charlie did a great job, uh, and everybody kind of understood. What I what I'm annoyed about is it's as though suddenly we arrive in Australia and somebody got flag happy with a red one, because I just don't. I have not. I think yeah. in my years of Formula One, I, I've never seen that many red flags for what I would consider innocuous. Now, Grosjean, yes. Um, 
button, all right. the drivers got out. Yes, gravel on track, but that's nothing. It's not like oil yeah. on track. So I, I just don't understand why suddenly we go from no red flags and, you know, to, to suddenly, oh, my gosh, stop everything. It, it just mm-hmm. – it that's the inconsistency. I'm not worried about – that's worse to me than – by the way, we're just getting news that Gasly and Ocon have been summoned to the studio. Yes, I have the but, official but, but what It's the inconsistency – Forget the last two laps. That was I knew as soon as that happened, it put them in an impossible situation, and I knew that there was going to be chaos. You, you have a two-lap race. Like I said, my years at Macau with a similar corner at the first corner, it's going to be mayhem, and that's what happens. But it, that's not the decision that upsets me. The decision that upsets me is the consistency of rules, and it's what's upsetting the, the our world of, champion, yeah. Verstappen. So here's the official. It says... Driver number 31, Esteban Ocon. The driver and team representative are required to report to the stewards at 18.15 local time in relation to the incident below. Alleged breach of Appendix L, Chapter 4, Article 2D of the International Sporting Code. Turn to incident. Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah. He's got an appendix? going to get you for that. He should go to the hospital. He shouldn't go to stewards. Between cars 10 and 31. In other words, Gasly and Ocon. So, yeah. Why that's you know, important again? Occurs to me. Go ahead. Um, after the mess of Abu Dhabi 2021, yep. uh, one of the changes the FIA made was to create this uh, mm-hmm. video review office in Geneva, Switzerland, much like the NFL has yeah. uh, in New York, and much like um, you know soccer has. Yeah. Uh, the uh, review rules, et cetera, et cetera. I'm wondering if maybe the folks at the racetrack are relying too much on that backup in Geneva to sort these things out. You know, I just wonder what the chain of command is in the stewards room, involvement of the race director, involvement of the, the video officials in Switzerland. Um, I'd be really curious to find out how they handle these sorts of situations. And if this growing um, bureaucracy, for Mm. lack of a better word, Mm -hmm. when it comes to rules decisions, uh, isn't starting to, uh, you know, to to choke on its own size and complexity. Um, You know, the easiest way to get a quick decision is to ask one individual who has that responsibility. Well, you know, and Charlie Whiting was the well, and, and to be fair, yeah. Bernie and Charlie, that was the conversation, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. Oh, Uh-oh. more breaking news. More breaking news. Ah, maybe the official results. And okay. now, uh, these are provisional. Go ahead, Jonathan. What were you going to say? Well, no, uh, yeah, I mean that that was the case. I mean, the the truth of the matter is, Formula One has gone from a dictator type situation where one man controlled the sport. And the people that worked for him um, were put there to do their jobs, but they all, you know, Bernie had all the screens and all the rest of it. And I'm not saying that he just did it differently, right? And decisions were made. And by the way, there was plenty of controversy in that era too. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you know. Um, but at the same time, we just seem to be, as as uh, I agree with Bob, we, we seem to be getting into almost a bureaucratic a, a bureaucratic. Um, decision-making process that doesn't solve anything. And I think now that we're getting, you know, documents coming through every five minutes, again, we're going to be behind closed doors sorting out the result of a sport. And that's not how it should be done if you want people to tune in on a Sunday afternoon. Joe on uh, YouTube says, this is reminiscent of some NASCAR races, not a good look. Coda, last weekend. Yep. It was, I mean, it was... It was a cluster. It was in its own unique way. In fact, listening to the commentator, Clint Boyer was the commentating, mm-hmm. and they were talking on the, I don't know he's what. He's great. Yeah, he's great. And, and on about the fifth restart or whatever it was at the end there, he said, he was like, so the uh, Mike Joy said to him, oh, it's another it's another red flag. You know, another we're going to have to restart again. And, and uh, Clint Boyer was like, no, 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 no. He mm-hmm. was basically inventing the same frustration we're having with what was and, going and by on. the way, our world champ, Jensen Butler, who was in that race, following up, was saying the same, you know, was he, like frustrated by the outcome. And it, well, he was frustrated more. This was actually different than that. He was frustrated because 
at Coda, the turns are so wide, and the cars were just literally bouncing. They were using each other to, to, slow, down. to slow down, and Jensen mm. was like, I've never intentionally run into a car before. My point is, is that not, this is all, it's like going back to Bob's point again, there is no way to to just write a rule book that's a million pages and, and plan for every contingency no. and instantly be able to refer and to it. And that is the essence of the sport. It's the moving target. Yeah, exactly. By the way, we've got the race yeah. provisional classification now after 58 laps. Max Verstappen first, Hamilton second, Alonso third, Stroll fourth, Perez in fifth place. What a result. Lando Norris, even better. Come on. Mikey B, listen to this. Len, uh, Lando Norris in sixth place. Hulkenberg seventh. Finally, nice. that's a good bit of news. Great news also for Piastri. He does get eighth. Uh, Guang Yu uh, Zhou is ninth. And Yuki Tsunoda gets in the points. And that's a great move for Alfa Tori for them to get into the points uh, because they haven't had a good start at all to the year. And then further down, it goes Botas, Sainz, Gasly, Ocon, uh, Nick de Vries, uh, Sargent, and Magnussen. Uh, and as you heard, um, the two Alpine have uh, drivers have been uh, summoned to the steward's office uh, and Russell, uh, Alban and Leclerc not classified. Sergio Perez gets the overall fastest lap. That's worth knowing. Um, so well yeah. done. Sergio got some good points there for both fifth and the fastest lap. We'll pick up this when we get back and we'll be back after these messages. Motivation USA, catering to the sport bike enthusiast looking for truly unique parts and accessories. Stand out from the crowd. Motivation is the exclusive North American distributor for SC Project MotoGP inspired exhausts and the largest Rizoma retailer in the United States. Get the best parts from around the world at the best prices with fast shipping and a knowledgeable staff ready to help. Shop online 24-7 at MotivationUSA.com. That's MotivationUSA.com. If you want to know where the path to Formula One and Indy begins, it's three simple letters. VRD. VRD Racing of Atlanta, Georgia are dedicated to nurturing young, single-seater drivers on their quest to the pinnacle of motorsport. Having just wrapped up the team's championship title in 2021 in the F4 US Championship, they also have programs in FR Americas, the all-new USF Juniors, and the road to Indy. VRD is the perfect environment for success. To join the team, drop them a DM on Instagram at velocity underscore RD. Hi, this is Karun Chandok, and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right, welcome back. Okay, let's talk about one of the red flags. Uh, just popped in here, I was looking at the list, Magnus at the back. What what happened? Why did Magnus hit the wall and just explode that wheel and tire? I think it was a suspension. Okay. Because that's what somebody said. Uh, some, I was watching on the radio, and I think they said that they – because he came through two, uh, and he hit the wall at two. And I thought he just got oversteer. But there was I, – I heard some radio communication said something about suspension. So either one would have thrown him into turn two. He ended up on the exit of turn three after rolling down with one wheel, and the tyre, as you saw, was in the middle of the road. Um, you know, I, I, I feel that that's more likely as a red flag than, than the first one, for sure. Yeah. I just checked F1.com's constructor standings. No change yet. Okay. So they're still... Yeah, they're still discussing it. Yeah, they're still discussing it. They're still... But let's take the positives. Great result, Bob, for Hulkenberg, seventh. Yeah, I have no question about it. Those will be welcome points over in the Moneytron Haas garage. You know, we talked before this race about how there were 11 world champions in mm. the top three starters. Well, yeah. the last time three world championship, three world champions finished on the podium together mm. as our top three finishers were today was Hungary in 2018. And those drivers were Lewis Hamilton, Sebastian Vettel, and Kimi Raikkonen. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm looking for a silver lining to this cloud, frankly. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, let's not ignore the fact that it was a it was a fun race for a long time. I tell a lot you what, of passing, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got to say the silver lining for me is we've got one heck of a championship here. Uh, in terms of, I do think there's an Achilles heel to this Red Bull. We've seen it displayed heavily by Checo especially. But Mercedes have bounced back unbelievably. And there's no question Aston Martin aren't going anywhere. I mean, Alonso was, you know, could have been pole. So, and Stroll is four. So look at, look at, let's, when those constructors come out tomorrow, let's say, just look at, if you're an Aston Martin fan... It is tomorrow. It is. But look where look where Aston Martin are poised, both in the constructors and in their drivers. Stroll is at, is is not a, an equal match for the two-time world champion in Alonso, but but he ain't far off. And I just think we've got one heck of a championship between Russell, Hamilton, Verstappen, Alonso, Stroll, Perez, and potentially the old Hulkenberg now and again, as he's done today, and definitely Gasly and Ocon. Mm. Hey, some really good comments on YouTube. Um, <laughs> funny one from Paul Bryan. Charlie Whiting had to make Macau work because Teddy Yip had too many gamblers who needed an official result on time. <laughs> <laughs> He's right there. <laughs> uh, but no- nominal too many times. Wagers. <laughs> yeah. Nominal times says uh, great analysis. Y'all are kings. Tough to keep in a good frame. Uh, you mean Jonathan and Bob? I'm just trying to keep up with them. Uh, but thank you for that. He says uh, he was talking about. Uh, uh, magazines that didn't look like that hard of a hit. I agree. Andy P says Haas are going to protect the result to try to get Hulk P4. Says Ted Kravitz on Sky. Yeah, yeah. Strategy, yeah. Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. <laughs> yeah, let's exactly. No, I mean, and 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 I think there's. I mean, you know, look at how hard they work. That was actually one of the things coming into this weekend that was complimented. I think it was David Coulthard that said, "Look how hard Aston Martin fought for that third place." last time out in Saudi Arabia in, in the stewards' room to get it back and, and force the stewards to reverse it. And I do think that if Gasly is penalised and has to miss a race just because those them's the rules, I do think that Otmar will, will again, go to bat, um, as he should. And I think that uh, Vassa may, may, you know, try to go have, have a go at Stroll and, and Leclerc going off. I mean, you know, there's plenty of room. <laughs> Sorry, I don't my, think my signs. I, I don't think signs should have been given a five-second penalty. Yeah. and you heard his uh, plea. Plea. He's like, plea. "Let me talk to the stewards. Let me explain." Because he was in the middle of the road. He did not turn left or right. He was on his race line, in my opinion. And Alonso, sure, took a wide line, uh, came around the outside. Perfect fun thing to do at Australia. Um, but they touched. It was a racing incident. I don't know. Do you agree, Bob? I do. I think it was a racing incident. Um, you know, hard luck for Alonzo. Uh, good fortune for Sainz. Hard fought race. And, you know, that kind of thing is going to happen when you, uh, you know, you restart with two laps to go. There wasn't even enough time left in the race for everybody to get DRS. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, Jonathan? This, this was entirely expectable, I think. And Bob said your favorite word, DRS. He did. How many times? Oh, is that a word? Uh, yeah. Uh, by the way, anybody. Sorry, at three, whatever AM, my, my, I was well, looking no. at you. My eyes were literally crossed. So, I for those of you who are playing the red flag drinking game, sorry about that. <laughs> for those of you playing the yellow flag drinking game, wow, what a night you've had. And for those who uh, have been playing the DRS mentions, um, then you're in real trouble, especially in San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> dilly dilly, and, and the, but, you forgot um, the cluster. Yes, the cluster. Also. Yeah, please get rid of DR. Yeah, please get rid of DRS. I mean, again, that's again what upset me. Four DRS zones and passes where cars just looked like they were stationary. Ah, oh, no, the speed. Yeah. You know, I saw the Red Bull do it. I was like, oh my god, the Red Bulls. And then I saw another car, and you know, they're, it's just insanely. Too much. I, I just think we've got to the point in the rules now where the cars look good, they sound better. Um, I, I, I really, I was just thinking that today. You know, the camera work was superb. Um, the the drone shots, the this high speed helicopter shots. Um, I, the cars look great. Um, they're competitive. We've never had. I mean, remember we were effusing after qualifying about how close everybody was and what a season this is going to be, uh, and and that's still the true potential. But then, frankly, DRS is one factor that 
just should be, you know, we've got the cars closer now. That was the whole idea. Ross Braun wanted to bring mm-hmm, them closer. Mm-hmm. They've been working on this for years and now they've achieved it. So let's get rid of it and let's go racing. <laughs> well, I'll play devil's advocate on that one. Uh, one of the things I noticed was the way DRS, everybody knows DRS so well now, the way drivers would use it. Take when uh, Verstappen finally passed Hamilton for the race lead. He got him just as he was able to open his DRS so that he went by him. Yeah. And Kept Hamilton it. did not have DRS because he didn't hit the detection point. And so the the Red Bull had, you know, the open rear wing of DRS to open this gap over his rival. We saw that several times during the race. Guys timed hitting mm-hmm. detection point so they could open that rear wing and maximize their you know, straight line speed advantage over their rival. Granted, it's a gimmick, no doubt about it, but um, you know, it, it, it's now a real tool that the drivers can use in these uh, you know, close combat situations to uh, close up or open a gap on a rival. Yeah, and, you know, uh, just to kind of emphasize your point, um, Hamilton, uh, when Russell went in, he goes, you've ruined my race because he was using his teammate um, to basically get DRS and stay away from Verstappen, but Verstappen was getting ever closer. So he said, you've ruined my race by letting Russell come in. And then the shoes on the other toe, so to speak, uh, (laughs) later in the race when uh, Hamilton's leading and Verstappen is about to do a restart and get DRS within Mm -hmm. two laps. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. They, They know all too well how to how to use drs so yeah don't get me wrong I, it, it, and by the way we needed don't get me I, I i'm not saying that drs should never have been employed we were in a period a few we years ago it. we needed it there was no overtakes um and so you know i get it uh, and they were scratching their heads as to redesign the cars but they've done that and do we you know i, I think you're probably right but do we really think that it's not that I mean how bad would it be if we took it away right now I mean, how many, how, how bad would it be to pass right now? I don't know. Well, you can't take it away right now. You have to take it away when the season's over. Well, no, I just yeah. mean, I'm just saying theoretically. Yeah. Oh, okay. But <clears throat> I don't know. We based on the, to find out. Yeah. A couple of more comments on, uh, on YouTube. TW says, need more Tito's. Should have got two bottles. <laughs> <laughs> Quote of the night. Stop, stop. <laughs> yeah, it's a long night. If, I must admit, if I'd have been sat in front of the telly, I, I, I think I would have indulged several times. Yeah. That is a true fact. That is a true fact. <laughs> That's the fact, Jack. Um, nominal times, two DRS detection zones for four zones was bad. Nominal times, you are invited back every time. You got what did some- he say? He's just saying two DRS detection zones for four zones was bad. Yeah, I agree. Lots of good comments there, guys. Um, I think uh, that's the the other point is not many other tracks have four DRS detection zones. Um, Coda has three, and that's more than enough. Everyone, thank you. Thank (laughs) you. You have so many choices to watch Formula One. You guys decided to come with us. I just I'm blown away. Thank you all very much, and thanks everybody for tuning in and. We'll be back next Sunday like we are every Sunday. Thanks for tuning in. Nightmare, Alan. Cheers. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? 
and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 